Welcome to a special episode of Ion Horror Presents Talking Titans. Talking we- Titans! <laughs> <laughs> Here we will be uh, discussing uh, the last two episodes of the Boulay Brothers Dragula Titans and giving all the best, or at least our best reactions, recaps, and gags for the season that has been dubbed Gagula. I am your host, John Korea. You remember me from Ion Horror. And joining me is Ion Horror's producer, who you never hear from, Lindsay Gant. Lindsay, how's it going? Hello. How are you? It's so great to hear your voice on the podcast, finally. I've been the mystery ghost behind the scenes, and here I am taking to the microphone. She's always present, but never speaks up. So now she's here, and... She will always speak up now. I'm the one who offers the best Photoshop that Ion Horror ever could have for their images. <laughs> it's true. It's so. true. And also joining us is one of our most frequented guests and uh, definitely a favorite is author, writer, Waylon Jordan. Thank you for joining us, Waylon. Hey, so glad to be here and to get our little drag on doing this. This is so much fun. Yes. Absolutely. No- Few things are more fun in life than going to a drag show. And few things are more fun than watching drag queens shove their face into a bucket of blood. So, ew. Gory. <laughs> so, let's get into it. So, uh, for those who don't know, if you haven't watched Dragula Titans, we are going to be spoiling the shit out of it. So, uh, please do watch it. It's on Shudder. Shudder is affordable as fuck, so get your subscription and watch. And to those that are new to it, Titans is the first spinoff series from the Boulay Brothers Dragula, where they bring back contestants from previous seasons who were eliminated before reaching the top spot and are giving a second chance at coming back from the underworld to show how they are Titans. And the Boulays have promised this to be the season dubbed Gagula, and everything is up in the air, whether how things are going to play out, what rules are going to throw. So let's jump into it. First and foremost, the infamous episode intros that the Boulays are so known for. We got a fun treat this week with the Boulays in their Bride of Frankenstein inspired outfits. What did you guys think of those killer outfits? An absolutely classic look. Oh, yeah. The outfits were great. The setup was great. I just wish after all this time that they could find something that didn't quite look like stock footage before we got to them. Because, like, it just seems like they went and, like, grabbed a couple of scenes from, you know, Pixabay or something and threw it up for those staircases. And then all of a sudden we were in the set and I was happy about that. But I loved them and I loved what they were giving us with The Bride of Frankenstein. That's definitely, like, what they're doing with the season. I don't know why. It looks like somebody just figured out adobe premiere or something and figured out how to start adding different like graphics and strange things that makes it seem like a little bit silly and comical but i mean i feel like that's what's to expect from dragula as we've seen it so far oh i love it because you know they put all the previous seasons including season one on shutter recently and just going back and rewatching and seeing the evolution of the show and like you can see the budgets coming in and the ideas expanding and like the sets getting bigger and better and yet still at its core it has that old school drag like thrown together kind of schlock to it summer stock i mean it's like you know i mean it's basically a bunch of people getting together to have a good time you know and throwing a show in their backyard they just have a very nice backyard yes and as they now like to say winner of a hundred thousand dollars provided by us us i yeah i I love love that that. they underline that (laughs) like this is provided by 
us. <laughs> you guys are here, but only because we're here and we allow you to be here. But but also, like, what a power move! Because the first season, the cash prize was made purely by tips from people watching week to week, and then oh yeah, season two and three, it was through like getting sponsors, different sponsors for each season. So like, that's them saying like, we've made it, we've made it to this point. Like, well, yeah, and awesome. the deal with the deal with Shutter has to have something to do with that. The mm-hmm. getting onto Shutter and having a platform that is not only really supportive but really wants them and wants them to be there and to stay there yeah that has to do something with that i don't know what kind of deal they got but shutter's been really showing out for the last couple of years they've really upped their game i want to know where shutter is getting their funding <laughs> well it's also that the, they are a part of owned by amc, AMC. yeah oh, yeah so they're getting that right there AMC money and, you know, with uh, with all streaming services, there's a little bit of data collecting. Let's be honest. <laughs> now, uh, so opening scan was fun, you know, super style of, of the boules and uh, the players this season, those they brought back, uh, quick reactions across the board. Who were you guys most excited to see and who were you not happy to see? I love Victoria Black. I really do. I love Victoria Black. I think she's classy. I think she's beautiful. I like her out of drag, like got a total crush. I, You know, Erica Clash kind of gets on my nerves, but at the same time, I just respect the hell out of the fact that she's like, you're not going to push me to the back, you know? And and I really like her fight. Uh, I really, 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 really wish they would have <laughs> left Deborah in hell because that's <laughs> what she deserves. Where she belongs. And I cannot believe what they did, but we'll get to that. But I was, I, I just, Labrigastin. when she showed up the first time, I was like, no, <laughs> why? You were the most annoying thing about the season that you were in. And now you're back. Why? Uh, beyond that, also Eva Destruction, really big fan. Love their looks and love what they do. So I don't know. What about you guys? Uh, person I am most excited for is Coco Kane because Coco <laughs> yes. Kane was like really shy for some reason in her season and didn't really show anything what she was doing. And then she get kicked out and gets brought back in clown costume and is rolling around on this clown car and is having the time of her life. And I was like, where was this the entire season? I want to see this Coco. Where was it? I don't know. And then Coco comes back. And I was like, here we go. I am so excited to see what she can do. And between so far between the scenes, like, I mean, we can go in more into Coco later, but like she shows all of her personality and it's fantastic. I just need her to pull more, you know, into that personality while she's performing. I don't know, but I'm very excited to see what she does and hopefully that she goes further. Hmm. Um, definitely excited to see Eva. Um, Eva is um uh, <laughs> the hottest on stage, I have to say. <laughs> very excited to see where she goes. I'm excited to see Victoria Black, but for some reason, I feel like she definitely hasn't won, but she is one of those names that feels like it's so up there that feels like she's already won Dragula. Like, we, but so it's kind of strange that she's back a little bit, but it doesn't, it makes sense. She's there because she's such high, you know, high quality. So yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to see her go far, but um, it already feels like she won. So trying to figure out how to, you know, balance it out, but and the person I definitely don't want to be there and I'm kind of tired of in, I mean, toilet bowl. <laughs> you don't like Yovska? Yovska? I don't like Yovska. You don't like She's that shady little gremlin? gremlin the whole time. 
I mean, she I approve of her, grandma. but also I just don't have any interest in seeing her on stage. So, well, and and also, I mm, since we're just gonna throw another one out there, <laughs> let's just let's just get rid of Melissa too because I don't think she's there to do anything and try to win anything. I just think oh, she's we're there gonna... to be a bitch to everyone. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fight on that one, I think, wow, because I love Melissa. <laughs> we are fighting. First of all, Melissa, like you like you said about Coco Kane, like Melissa was very quiet season two she there wasn't it didn't feel like she had much of a presence season one. Oh wait yes sorry she she was season one which understandably also season one they were they weren't doing a whole lot of like boudoir or what's going back there although i do have to say as much i i think we all can agree that we're very annoyed by abora but thank fuck loris didn't come back because mm-hmm. loris season one <laughs> was the worst uh praise the drag god on i'm not going home <laughs> not today <laughs> but um but yeah, but Melissa, that first season, she uh, she definitely was coming from more of like a, a beauty background and she was very underestimated, but she was also very quiet. So seeing her being very open, making alliances and being a shady little bitch is just so gold. It's so good. It's like and she's the I, one playing the game more so yeah. than other ones. Like she knows like like, you know, making connections between people. She forced the relationship again between Kendra and Victoria. Like she was like, go mm. make up like we're tired of this. It's been years of you guys fighting. Yeah. And so there's no reason for this. And that happened on the set because she forced that. So I think she understands like the relationships quite a bit between people and knows the power of that Maybe in the game. It's just that I don't trust her. Maybe mm. that could be it. Maybe I just don't yeah. trust her. <laughs> but definitely like the ones I'm most excited about is Eva, because since Eva's uh, season and, you know, I've been following her on Instagram, her art has changed tremendously. So I'm so excited to see what she is going to be bringing to the table. And she was amazing before anyways. I'm excited about Astrid because Astrid came out so strong in season four and then was eliminated the second episode. So I'm pretty excited to see what she can pull out now that she's broken that curse. Spoilers. Um, and <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I lo- I like Yoska. He's, she's such a shady little gremlin. I, I, I adore her. And, you know, I, I she's one that I never see going far, but I love the time that she had. The very, very, very short amount of time that she gets this season. Toilet bowl. <laughs> what an iconic line toilet from Kendra. You toilet, know, you bowl, like t- toilet bowl, toilet, toilet bowl, bowl, toilet bowl, toilet bowl. Fucking icon. But yes, uh, such a such a great and and diverse cast i'm trying to remember who it was but someone one of the contestants pointed out it's not only like some of the best performers from the previous seasons but some of the biggest fucking egos you can see that the boulets are absolutely pushing so hard on the drama with this series like whether it's like purposely putting people together like they knew that hoso astrid and abora had a weird triangle they they knew this they had to have how could you not that love triangle is so weird and like Abora is just like so extra about it. But like everybody loves Hoso, apparently. I mean, like, like they're all lined up. And and I get it. Hoso, beautiful, beautiful, love. But like everybody is lined up trying to get a piece of Hoso. I mean, come on. Uh, well, I mean, everyone's a fan of the Dark Crystal, you know, so why wouldn't you want to <laughs> hook up with someone whose hair is that of a Gelfling? Gelfling? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Gelfling. Essence. Hoso essence. The essence of Hoso. <laughs> oh, man. 
I just John reminded oh me that God. we saw Hoso live when we saw Dragula season four. Um, world tour, yeah, yeah, the Dragula world tour, and he said we saw the reunion between Hoso and Astrid. Astrid, because Astrid was in full makeup in the audience, and then after the show, Hoso jumped off the stage, and then they embraced. It was really cute, but then it got really weird really quick because there was a bunch of people just staring at them, watching, and it was like. Yeah, we should give these guys some privacy. Like, <laughs> it would have been weirder if Abora was there too. We all know the whole like, I can't live without you, but I can't be near you. Best line that Abora had. Is that not some of the most awkward television you've ever seen, though? When suddenly Abora was just like, well, I don't know if we should really go here. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it right here in front of everybody, but like, I have professed my feelings. And I took her out on a date and she just stayed on the phone the whole night. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this what we're wasting our time on right now? Because we could be doing something else. I feel like that's just a Bora. She is the mood killer. She somehow knows how the exact moment on when to shout something or to make a face at someone that just like kills the mood in the room. Like when she was like, the only thing that held me back before was money. And now I'm a rich bitch. So watch out. Everyone's just like, Okay. What? <laughs> like, did anybody ask her anything? No. no. Oh. <laughs> and she did it a few times where she would just shout something. And uh. I'm just wondering, because she has such a strange energy she brings, because like at one point she's extremely sincere, extremely like mellow, talking about her like legit feelings. I think are absolutely like absolutely valid. Mm-hmm. And then next second, she's just on this manic train of just like screaming and yelling everything. And it's just it's just very interesting. But I also wondering how much of that is, you know, the Dragula editors trying to make it seem like as awkward as possible. Like whatever they whenever they cut, it's just I feel like there's definitely, you know, back to the boule strategy. I mean, a lot of the way things are edited in the show are definitely based on their strategy on like, how are we, what are, what are we trying to enforce here? What are the ideas we're pushing through and how can we like indicate that we're more in control than what, you know, maybe you guys think? Well, they definitely like, we know how everyone felt about Abora by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. That's for certain. I mean, they all took their time to just lay it all out there for <laughs> Yes, her. they did. Straight to her face. Now, uh, when they got to the challenge, they introduced the new rules because, of course, with Dragula, yes. you have uh, they're famous for the eliminations. That's where you got the comparisons of RuPaul meets Fear Factor with the early seasons. But this season, they're not doing those. No more extermination. Yeah, no more extermination challenges. Instead, we have Fright Feats where it's basically you're doing an extermination challenge, but everyone has to do it before the uh challenge i don't know if it landed that well but the rule is like if you don't participate for whatever reason the previous person who left takes your spot so i'm i'm curious to see that come into play later Mm -hmm. but of course with this one it was the classic bobbing with apples but with buckets of blood and guts and there was dead fish and pigs faces and God, did you did you guys' stomach churn at some of the noises that were being produced oh, I walked during that? Out. I mean, no, like I seriously like I was like, nope, I'm just gonna let this play and I'm gonna go get a drink. And when I get back, hopefully it'll be done. And it was. So I was happy. <laughs> now I had no I had no desire. I'm not a gore guy anyway. So, you know, having people actually sticking their head in what looks like buckets of blood with all those guts and everything, no thank you. 
No thanks. Yeah, I walked out on that. So one. you only heard the noises because that was the worst part. Was the noises the bleh, bleh, splash, splash, bleh, bleh. you know? I grew up with two little brothers. You'd be amazed at what I can tune out when I don't want to <laughs> hear it. So. <laughs> So you're saying you're missing the iconic moment of Erica biting into the pig's face and just like pulling it out like it was. Totally missed that. Totally missed it. Oh, (laughs) iconic. Iconic. Erica is just extremely serious this season, but you can tell she desperately wants this in a way that will get you to bite a pig's face and throw it out of a bucket of blood. Like there's only a couple people who would be willing to do that, I think. And she's kind of showing how desperately she wants to be there for it. She's the extermination queen. Yeah. Well, that and, you know, God love her. She really does stick out in a competition like this. I mean, she's getting better about embracing the monster side of things. But even when she first showed up and everything, all the pastels, all the happy, happy looking, you know, stuff that she does, it never quite fit in. And I think she's tired of people telling her that she doesn't fit in. So she's just really going for it this time. She's daring people Mm -hmm. to cross her. But I also haven't really seen like, you know, the Erica that I saw in her season so far, like a little bit of the color play that she's been doing. But I mean, it hasn't been too forefront with like the the style that she brings to the table. So I'm hoping she doesn't back out on that too much that she does kind of go for it if she wants to be there right. and show her style. So I'm excited to see like where she goes. But I mean, her her intensity is a little bit distracting a little bit also when people are, you know, happy go lucky in the season. And she's very sincere, very straight faced regarding a lot of the stuff going on. Oh, that second challenge. I mean, we'll get to the second episode, but like that second challenge, I was like, girl, like, I need you to breathe yeah. for yes, a minute because I don't think you have. Well, they, they also put her from almost from the get go on the defense. After the Fright Feet, they broke up into groups for the performance challenge, which was doing a music video for that very 60 sounding song. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Melissa got the role, she was like, cool, I'm putting Abora with Erica. Because they have history and, you know, so I'm just going to match them up. So like right off the bat, everyone's fucking with her besides the usual like, oh, here comes Candy Crush here. Mm-hmm. who's going to, you know, do her cute little thing. She's not a real monster. So you got that, which led to that iconic bit where everyone's just shooting the shit, gabbing, 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 gabbing. And then it just cuts over to her and Erica's just sitting there with her head down a little bit. And Abora has her hand in her hair and they're just like silent, not talking to each other. And then all of a sudden Abora, that iconic line of, so I've harbored a lot of anger towards you over the years. <laughs> so you got it. You got to say yeah. it right. Well, how, well, well, you say it. you 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 do your best Abora impression, please. I've been harboring a resentment to you for a long time. So are you going to change? <laughs> if I go up to so anybody Abora. and say like, that I line, resent you, I resent the hell out of you. So when are you going to change? When are me? you going like, to change? What the fuck? Oh my god! <laughs> like, honey, if you're holding on to resentment, even a freshman psychologist would tell you it's your job to let go of that. Yes, <laughs> it was. Yes, yes. And you know what? I think that's why Boris here. They knew. The love triangle, the history with Erica, just like her overall attitude and the fact that her uh, art has improved since previous season. Her looks already are a much bigger improvement than her original season. So like I do see why they would be like, all right, this is going to be good when it's the biggest egos and looks. I can see that. I don't know. I want to see more. I mean, Abora had some great looks like I, I love her, like her, the nose feature she has and all of the costumes she does. 
and she like has some like kind of strange grotesque things that she did but like you know that first episode when she comes out and everyone's like wanting a halloween like traditional halloween character and nobody knows what the hell she is and then even the Wikipedia page I'm looking up here has like three question marks next to her because even the Wikipedia guys exactly, don't know what she Exactly, because she's like, she didn't even know what she was. I mean, she was like, I was going for an alien. What about this as alien? That is basic drag. You put on a cheap dress, a bright wig, and some makeup. And no, nobody got alien off that. She had to have something else because uh, Lindsay pointed this out that when they were in the boudoir putting their stuff together, she had like a book of cryptids and she was talking about being inspired by cryptids. And she also went over this whole thing about, Oh, I'm putting red on ping pong balls. And this is how you cut vinyl for round surfaces. Those ping pong balls weren't fucking anywhere. So she definitely changed something and just went, fuck it. And went with what she went with and then tried playing it off later. Like, Oh, I was too high concept for anyone to get it. And then turned around and tried to tell everyone else that they were just plain and she didn't understand why they didn't really put any effort into what they, excuse me? Oh, I'm telling you, I want her gone. I just (laughs) want her gone. I don't care how. And she was gone. There was a nice happy moment in which, oh, Abora has left the stage. She's been dropped into oblivion. Well, now that we've spoiled that. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, to move it along, of course. Uh, so the performances, who were some of your favorite performers? Uh, and do you, do you basically, do you agree okay. with the critiques? First of all, the guest judges, legend, Cassandra Peterson. Yes. I would love to work with Justin Simeon at some point. I just, I love what he writes. I love what he does. And I, I, I just respect the hell out of him. Look, I, I have to totally agree with Astrid anyway, because like she worked her ass off in that, that creature uh, from the Black Lagoon look was killing you know, and I just I loved what she was giving us through that entire performance, going from scene to scene and really interacting with everybody in individual ways. She really thought out and the, the goofiness like I was not expecting that when she started oh, yeah. doing the leg dance. Like I was like, OK, this is a very fierce, serious look and you're being goofy. I loved it. I ate that up. Yeah, and also Eva. Eva was Eva was killing it. That that little devil outfit. I mean, it was a little too on the nose because they wanted them to take something and kind of do their own thing with it. But I mean, when she stripped off the the outer layer, and you know, you gotta love a drag queen that doesn't shave their body. Like, I mean, just just leaves all that body hair there and says, "No, this is me." You gotta love that. Uh, so I loved I loved what she was giving us in that. So. Those were two of my favorites. I really agreed with them. And yeah, Abora deserved to be on the bottom. That's where she was when they got finished. I mean, she didn't even look like she had Uh, rehearsed anything. And poor Erica stuck with her, just like, you know, trying to tell everyone. And and it's to the point of hysteria with her almost at that point. Like, I was really trying to do what I was supposed to be doing, but I couldn't get her to work with me. And and, and it's just like, okay, she needs Venice. But like, you know. Someone get her a Zanny. But and that's the thing, too. I didn't think that Erica deserved to be in the bottom, to be honest. Like, I thought she nailed the assignment and she and she did something different from everyone else, which was be cute, but still had a little bit of monster with like the blood and stuff. I thought her thing was cute. I mean, yes, wasn't the biggest silhouette, wasn't the biggest, you know, thing. But I, I thought I thought it was good, but it wasn't great. I think. And that was the problem was it wasn't 
you know, like Victoria Black's amazing pumpkin head with the guts and the head coming off. And oh, yeah. Like- she just thinks out of the box. Like the way you're thinking about a pumpkin, like you think of like the goo, you think of the insides, part of the process of like opening up a pumpkin and cutting open and, you know, peeling out all the insides. That's a part of the part of Halloween, a major part of it. And so being able to loop that also into the costume, it's really uh, imaginative in a way that a lot of people on stage, I don't think, are bringing to this competition. Yeah. She definitely has the creativity. She she really does. Like you like you said, she thinks outside the box, and she just she comes up with some of the best, most interesting things. I think, and sometimes I think her concepts are actually too a little too high for some of the rest of them. I think she's working on a level that some of them have not reached yet. Some days, I was so worried when Victoria first showed up with the prosthetics on. I was like, if she cannot emote with those prosthetics, she's done. Yeah. Then it was almost oh too much. God. Like that humanoid so face, like good. built into the pumpkin. It was like, okay, maybe more, mu- more pumpkin, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> too much human. Beautifully. She was creepy. She was sexy. Yeah. She had couture going. Like it was such a great look. So they had Erica and Abora in the bottom. Well, my question for you, John if you say that Erica shouldn't be at the bottom, who do you think should have been in the bottom oh. with Abora? Oh, I have a I have a thought on that. Yeah, but, go yeah, for go it. ahead, John. Let's let's hear John's first. For bottom two, listen, I want it known that I love this bitch so much. I know what you're gonna say. And it's it is because I know she can do more. I think Coco Kane's mummy look. I I get it. She loves going as that messy slut with her big ass titties out, which is, you know, who doesn't love that? And Coco Kane is amazing with the shade in the back and the looks and everything, but she needs to be bringing more to it. I, I just felt like there just wasn't enough with that outfit. The makeup was on point. The wig was killer. But yeah, I I just I know she can do more. And that's why it's one of those like I'm not mad. I'm just a little disappointed moments. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going too, because I, I didn't think she brought it. I mean, yeah, the hair was great. Face was beat. <laughs> but oh my God, it looked like she literally had been TP. Like somebody just ran by her and threw some toilet paper on her and she yeah. went with mummy. I mean, that's what it looked like. And it there was nothing to, to pull it all together. And yeah. that was really disappointing. I mean, it, you know, and I mean, good Lord, working with all those tits out in front, that that's no easy feat. Those things can't, you know, can't be light, but it's like back out with those. Yeah, she just she was yeah, she was just not up to not up to to par on on and, this and particular her performance challenge. was weak. Every time they showed them trying to do some dance routine between her and the other nightmare uh, girls, and she was always out of step. She was doing something else, and so for that, I would say like second from bottom. All of that being said, Abora was for certain bottom as fuck. Just her performance, her look. No one could tell what the fuck she was. Well, you know, and. And I love what they're doing this year with the um, the walk up the staircase and then the yeah. weight and like dropping them into oblivion with the, with the trap door for for the ending. That little yelp, it's real. You know, that's what it, it came to. They had them all go back and vote, which is a first in the show. It's always the boules and the other judges uh, giving their critiques and 
being the judges on it, but they left it up to the other contestants, which again is feeding into the the big egos and the big drama of the season of Gagula. Which thank God they did because that led to the best <laughs> moment of television history, which is Coco Kane trying to use a quill <laughs> to write Abora's name, failing and trying to use her nails, her long ass nails as a quill, dipping it into the ink, trying to sign the name, not working, yelling at the people around. Why can't I text the camera, this? Why can't I text this? It's 2022. <laughs> Why, Why are we I using yes. quills? Oh, and, and, beautiful. But like, honey, can you text with those fingernails I on know. either? No. She might no, be messy. She's messy. She knows how to text with those text nails. <laughs> but the single best moment of Coco v. Quill was definitely the moment where she's trying to write it with her fingernail. She just goes, how do you spell Abora? Do you spell Abora? <laughs> so shady. Ugh, loved it. So as we saw, Abora and Erica walked up the mountain and Abora went home. Cut to episode two. We're in the boudoir. Abora comes back. Dun, 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 dun. Not against if the Boulets had just said, you don't get to decide who goes home. We do. You know, as like a, we were fucking with you. We were stirring drama. Like they don't explicitly say that, but I feel like that that's the reason. But I needed them to say it. No one said it. Ugh. They left it up to Abora to explain Ugh. why she was back. And it's like, nobody wants to hear Abora explain why she's no, back. No, because nobody trusts her. Nobody, nobody trusts believes her. Absolutely. anything that comes out of her mouth. And so she's coming back why and saying, would you have her come back and the say The Boulets want me back here. Just like, says who? Boulets, come out and say it yourself. Say it to my face now that you bring her back. Like, we and got she her did the worst delivery of it, too. She's like, I got a note from the Boulets. Trick or treat. Treat for me. Trick for trick you. And it's just like, girl, ah, ugh, like acting class. Well, much less the way that she just walked in, just holding her little cup of tea and walked over to the table with everyone while they're all like jaws yeah. on the floor watching her walk in. And I'm just like, you know, maybe I don't want to do Talking Titans <laughs> with the guys because I'm just going to go in there and say, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> They all also all accepted it so easily. It's like they started to walk in and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, this is how it is now. And so it just felt like a little bit of like uncertainty well, as an audience member. They all like turned around and immediately started kissing her ass after every one of them read her for filth. Yes. The, the episode for fo- before. And then they're all like, oh, we're so happy you're here and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah. I am choking to death on all the insincerity that's in this room right now. Like, seriously? Yeah. No. No, nobody is happy to see you. Nobody wants you here. And furthermore, you know now that no one wants you here, regardless of what they're saying. Which is going to lead to a lot of drama, which it already has in in episode two. I mean, we got the uh, Witches Brew Challenge, the return of everyone doing witches, which is awesome. And we uh, got our second Fright Feet, which was a eating of hot stuff, which uh, I enjoyed the hell out of, mostly because Hoso immediately was like, oh, I'm going to take all these white people down. And like the third, fourth item, she was out. And I was like, are you serious? Like you talked well, all that shit. What, I just looked how she was like, I have a lip sync challenge. And it's like, so you're afraid the hot stuff's going to fuck up your vocals for a lip sync? Your vocal cords for a lip sync challenge. You think your lips are going to get swollen oh, or something from this? I Is that it. what's happening? It made no sense at all. But little Erica, holy shit, little she Erica. She earned her was title. 
Elimination Just Queen. Like, absolute yeah. beast. Mm. Absolute Just beast. Took it all. And then they had to do a bonus round. And then they had to do a super bonus round of doing all of them at once. And she immediately threw it into a Boris face, which might not have been tactical, but was definitely deserved after a Boris like walk around or going, uh, uh, uh. Trying to get her to puke. Bora's a single booger just hanging out of her nose into her mouth the entire time. And I'm like, Bora, wipe your damn nose. (laughs) Much less. I mean, all the shit smeared across her face and Mm -hmm. everything else. I mean, like the food and stuff. I was like, oh, you've got no. No, You're just nasty. So Bora got the curse of baldness, which she made work. Uh, I'll give her that. Her witch look was very safe. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, very safe. There was nothing bold about it. Everybody keeps talking about how how amazing she is. And we saw some great looks from her in Mm -hmm. her previous season. But like... She's not showing it this time around. Like, is she afraid that if she really goes and like really does her own thing that she's going to get kicked off or or what? I mean, like, I can't tell what she's trying to do this season. Speaking of like a weird relationship, like Eva and Abora, like what is going on there? Like, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on that we're not very privy to, but... It seems like there's a big like connection between them and it's just interesting how it's kind of playing out a little bit and how Eva is talking about Abora. Yeah, I think they do drag uh, in similar circles and that's what it is. So they have like an out of dragula relationship of, of professionalism. And, you know, as, as Eva said last time she spoke to Abora, she didn't know where her place and didn't know she wanted to be involved with dragula anymore. And all of a sudden she's here. Eva did have that very cute moment where she made everyone do a witch's cackle, which was unsettling with some of them. Unsettling, a little cringy. (laughs) Okay, okay. And is it me or who's editing this season? Because seriously, that went on for like 15 minutes or something like that. Just like everybody cackling at one another. And I was like, I get bored. Like we, we need something else to happen here. I don't know. It just seemed like really weird to just spend so much time on them all cackling at one another. I don't know. For it's me just with very the strange. editing, it was more with the, cause you know, the blue lays come out with their look and they do the extended, Boom, 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 montage. They went on so long this year. It really went on. It really went on for a while in episode two, especially. And stuff. Although I will say the Boulez looks have been killer. This witchy Geiger look that they had in episode two, I was here for. And I. Oh, yeah. That was uh, undoubtedly the best look of the entire room. Like, I mean, they they won. Yeah. episode two you know it is I what mean. swantula had uh, made that joke saying who is the winner of the witch competition it's drac morta but seriously the winner of the competition was okay <laughs> but uh, no I, I i love that look i think that's top five boule looks that i've seen from the show and I, I don't know if it's i'm a sucker when they do the big ponytails but they always pull that look off great i'm definitely enjoying seeing the boules this season but i i'm noticing that they're more so a lot of off-camera boule influence and would like to see more boules actually on camera beyond just like the the performance scenes you know i kind of want to see them a little bit more active in the rest of the show but i mean and I wonder if that's because they are more in a producer role. I mean, also the series, they've since season one gone more into them being kind of more of a Wizard of Oz, like on a screen. Uh, yeah. But they also have a lot of stuff going on with Shudder and other collaborations that they're doing. 
But the big highlight of this episode, of course, was shoes. Everyone had to make their own shoes. And the performance was to uh, shoes. shoes, which shoes. I, you guys, you guys say <laughs> the editing on stuff being too long. I just love that they did the entire fucking song the for entire shoes. shoes that song. was incredible. Oh, yeah. I was I just wish they didn't cut between them so quickly. Yeah. Like I needed a little bit more time sitting on each one's look. But just the fact that they did the whole song was uh, legendary. So, Lindsay, whose look were you loving the most this episode? This episode of The Witches, I mean, I absolutely loved Eva's look. Like, it was really killer. Her her, uh, expressions that she did the entire time were just fantastic. I really enjoyed Victoria's also, just the long hair and like the, what was it, a planchette with an eyeball in it, but she was missing an eye and the way that, that all tied together, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, especially since like with hers, you know, she has done very monstrous looks, but oftentimes it's like a very beauty, Bride of Dracula, Hammer mm-hmm. inspiration behind a lot of her beauty looks. So I like that she went more, like she kept that a little bit with the hair, but went very folk horror-esque with her witch i dug a lot i did like hoso's shoes i'm not sure that i loved the rest of her look but i did like the shoes i really liked when they gave her a critique that once you lose the hat you couldn't tell if they're a witch or not and she immediately right. like changed the subject she's like yeah but it's a really fierce hat right classic hoso just like forget forget the bad thing focus on the good thing <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we had Bonnie Aarons on this episode, and who was the, what was the name of the other judge? It was uh, Darren Stein. Yes. And, (laughs) I mean, you know, it's so funny to see Bonnie Aarons in anything other than, like, her monster outfits that she wears for movies. I mean, it's just so funny. And to hear her speak, because you never hear Mm. her speak in anything. So when she just immediately starts out with, I fucking loved you. (laughs) And I was just like, oh. (laughs) You stole my nose, didn't you? That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes. How dare you steal my nose? Yeah, I mean, with, with this episode, with the looks, I mean, the critiques were on point. And it was, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there was like, there wasn't like that many bad looks but like there wasn't that many like oh my god i can't tell who's first looks like i definitely yeah i definitely enjoyed most of the looks in the witches category here but i couldn't figure out who i liked the most it kind of just more of just like i liked the inspiration behind them mm-hmm. i did like astrid's witches look um it was very kind of folky and it had like the horns other things falling in front of her face and that was just like really interesting i want to see mm a witch like that more, I guess more like that kind of movie I want to see more of. And so having that kind of witch figure in there would be fantastic. It kind of just seemed like a little bit should have gone a little bit further somehow. Maybe it was the performance. And then my girl Coco, like I love you, but you've got to move away from the white leather and figure out some other situation here. Like when she came out with that amazing hat at the end, I wanted to look at that hat forever. Like it was amazing. But it's like, where was that on stage? Like she had it on all of like 10 seconds and and then immediately got rid of it. Yeah. Right. Which was like the best part of her look. And she got rid of it so quick. And then, and then Kendra had an amazing, fantastic look with the colors and the feathers from the waist up waist up Kendra was on point and then she just had on some like tights and those shoes were so basic which is so weird she did the- nothing to those shoes like I basically she did nothing to those shoes which is so weird because she's a cobbler you would think that she would have killed the shoe challenge and yet that's what put her on the bottom was her shoes it bothers me when people go oh it's a minimalistic look and it's like is it minimalistic or is it just lazy 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know the difference there when you're not. I mean, when there's not really a point to it, when like the shoe itself doesn't fit in with the rest of the style you're going for. I don't understand why calling something minimalistic and when that's the competition. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, that was a very smart move at all to do. But her performance was fierce. Yeah, of course. And that's definitely why what kept her from leaving, I think. I think I mean, my personal preference for those costumes I, I thought Yovska did better. Like I, I enjoyed like the house look of the skirt. It was definitely a very eclectic, a lot of weird things going on at the same time, but there's a lot of imagination to it, a little bit, like, a lot of color, like interesting things going on with the face and like the mask part. It just seemed like there was a lot more going on than what Kendra brought to it. And so I, I definitely think that Yovska wasn't going to win. I don't know if this would have been the one that she should have left for. I, I guess also... Her performance was nothing. She had no performance from what I could tell. So that's definitely, I think, what got her kicked out in the end. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's the only reason why Kinder is still here is because she performed the hell out of that Absolutely. thing. And Yovska did not much of anything. You know, I mean, she just kind of walked around. I did love that they were, like, calling out a couple of them, like, if you've never vogued in public before, perhaps on television oh is not the best way to get started with that. And I was, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this is messy uh, <laughs> erica trying to vogue was just the cut scene after that of just seeing people try to vogue for the first time was just so cringy <laughs> astrid said on twitter that she wasn't trying to vogue she was just trying to dance and wasn't good at it <laughs> well we don't know what the fuck you were doing but you're safe so whatever but then you have that scene of coco cane back in like the main room without the performance just like voguing all over the floor just like bouncing on the floor just doing her thing which is like where is this energy bring it to the stage yeah show what voguing is actually like and how to actually work yeah. that in because it's such a major part of the of the scene and of, of of what drag is and just show that on stage but it's like just get shy maybe just stage fright yeah and i wonder if that's what's going on to an extent like you know it's one thing to be performing in clubs and doing you know doing the the regular drag scene it's another thing entirely when you know that millions of people are going to be looking at you and watching you and i just wonder if there's not some nerves going on there yeah now honey she's got shade for days when they do those (laughs) interviews oh holy she reads the room she is like her own forest out there. There is so much shade. But like, <laughs> you know, if they were handing out like awards for that, I wouldn't be worried about her at all. But then she gets out, you know, but that's her and a camera and maybe somebody running the camera and asking questions. And then she gets out there in front of everybody to do the show and suddenly it's quiet and meek. And I, I don't know what's going on there. Now, uh, two witches I really want to talk about weren't the best weren't the worst, I guess. Erica and Melissa, because Erica's look was very... Erica. You you spent a lot of time gluing candy to your dress. Fantastic. But then she saved herself by making herself puke. It seems like she's starting to go like, oh, I'm the elimination queen. I'm going to start putting that into my performance, which I respect. And I think that's, that's the only thing that saved her. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they were talking about, you know, just like she was doing the same old thing until that moment. I mean, she was literally out there wearing the same old tired drag that we've seen her do over and over and over again, which she, she's good at doing. It's not monstrous though. And then she used like a fucking scythe to, gag herself and vomit and they're like holy shit okay well maybe she does want to be a monster after all you know 
I just wish her outfit matched that energy. Like something, yes. I, I don't think like a, I mean, I get the idea that if you eat so much candy, you need to like maybe throw it up or something. And maybe that's kind of like this, the thing she's going for there. But otherwise it just doesn't match necessarily like what the look was she was going for. And so just have like, have a more clear idea and make it more Dragula and then, you know, have the performance to match. And then on the other side of things, we have Melissa, whose witch was good, was a very put together look. But I, I agreed 100% with the Boulets when they said, you know, she did prosthetics for the first time, which weren't bad. Just don't lose yourself in trying to do what you think they want. You know, there's a reason why she's here in her art. And they weren't saying that her look was bad. They were just saying, like, this clearly isn't your usual art. Right. This isn't what you do. Yeah. And again, she didn't fail at it. They were. I think they were just trying to express concern. Like, we don't want to validate this behavior of you changing your art for the sake of the show like you need to adapt it for the challenge yes but don't get rid of what makes you you i think that's the thing with melissa is that i just i i don't really know what her thing is like usually everybody like has like maybe some sort of style or aesthetic they're going for especially with you know hoso and her and her ideas of things and you know back with dolly and the very explicit like like face painting type things a lot of people tend to have that thing that they try to loop into their aesthetic and I think I just haven't seen enough of Melissa at this point to know what that is. And it seems mm-hmm. like every time she's on stage, I'm like, who is this again? Because I, I just can't really remember who that is. And even, you know, her wide variety of looks she's going for is great, but definitely need to like have something that will help keep her going through the rest of the season. Well, this is why you also need to watch season one. I know for a fact you haven't seen season one. I have, have not seen season one. I was thinking, well, how dare you read me on this podcast that I am helping? <laughs> because <laughs> everyone who has seen season one knows she gave the best filth performance ever. No, as, I know that. I've everyone. I, knows I've shown you the clips. Yeah, I've shown you those clips. <laughs> she came out as a nun with no pants on, completely tucked. And like had rosary beads in her ass, just wiping Bible pages against her bloody crotch and like licking them. And then at the very end, pulled the rosary beads out of her ass like that is iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> but where is that energy now? Like, where is, yeah, where is, but, where is and, the beads everyone, coming out of her ass? Come on. Well, is, is everyone just pulling their punches? That's what I'm That's what it about. feels like, for sure. And, yes. and, and I wonder if it's because they have all lost before. They're afraid of repeating the past or what's going on. I don't know. But yeah, they all seem to be really pulling their punches these first couple of episodes. Yeah. I mean, it, they're going to have to step up. You know, if the bullies want to to really make this, you know, the Gagula season, they may not have picked the right people if this is what we're getting, because everybody's kind of playing it safe to an extent. You know, what? I did have that thought, like watching the second episode. And I was kind of like, is this really the best, the best that we have? Like, who else is there that could be on this show right now that we want to be seeing? And it had a moment of being like, I guess this is what we have right now. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, with any competition show, you know, there's a few people that stand out from the get go and there's people that grow as the show goes on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they get bigger and bolder. And there's always the nerves at the beginning when the cameras are in front of you for the first time, even if it's been a while. But yeah, I mean, 
to call this season the season of Gagula, it's mostly in the reality bits. It's mostly in the boudoir. It's mostly in the yeah. drama. And I need it to translate to the outfits because, again, you're, you're doing those fright feats first. They're having them puke. They're having them dip their face in mm-hmm. nasty. That needs to translate to their performances. That needs to translate to their outfits. And it's not. A bit frustrating. And, uh, you know, I mean... At the end of the day, I could see why Kendra and why Yoska were at the bottom, and it ultimately Yoska got flushed, which iconic that they <laughs> did the flush noise when she dropped. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. Tell it to me, toilet bowl. Uh, just, and I was sad. I, I love that shady little gremlin, and I hope they bring her. Maybe not back as a competitor, but back to fuck with them at the very least. Like, you know, kind of like how they brought them back. Like, they have to do a uh, round table again before the final episode. That was one of the best things they did with season four was bringing everyone back just to throw all the... Because that's where Coco shined, too. So that was episode two. Abora's back. Yoska's gone. Or is she? We don't know. That is true. Yoska could be back next episode. (laughs) They we could get just, it, like, Boulez. We get it. You're in charge here. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I wish they had just said, you guys really think you have final say? No, we do. But they didn't. So what are some of your guys' season predictions? Who do you think will be top three? And who are you rooting for? Because I understand that that can be two separate things. For me, I see a lot of potential from Erica. But at the same time, I think she's going to implode or explode. One or the other. I I don't think she's going to make it. I, I think it's all too much for her. And I think she's going to crack. I don't think she has what it takes. For me, just from the performances and the looks that we've seen so far, Astrid, Victoria, possibly Coco or Melissa for that third spot. Like, you know, it could really? be one or the other. Not Eva? I don't know if she has what it takes to really work this thing yet. Astrid and Victoria are my top two, mostly because I really want them to. But yeah, I I could see, you know, Melissa, maybe Melissa is just like, she's playing the game and she knows how to work this thing and she's going to pull out the stops in the next couple of episodes. I don't think in the first two episodes we can really know, no, you know, but I do think that's kind of where it's heading right now. I, I don't think Abora is going to last through half the season. I really think that it's all going to be too much for her, no matter what. So I'm looking forward to the day that they flush her for real. (laughs) (laughs) Use a plunger this time. Keep that baby down. Yes. Yes. What about you, Lindsay? Who who do you think is going to reach the top three? But who are you also rooting for? So the person that I think has already shown that they've grown so much more since the last time I've seen them is Eva Destruction. She, like the outfits and the the complete class that she's bringing to the stage right now, while also being extremely like sexy, but also really knows how to put together performance and really knows how to work the stage right now. I, I, I saw a lot of that when she was on before, but right now it feels like it's, she knows what she's doing now and she knows who herself is and she knows like what her aesthetic is. And I'm just all for Eva right now. I think Eva's going to go pretty far. I also think, I mean, Victoria Black, I think she's she has it down for sure. Like, I don't think it's a surprise that we'll see her in the final three. 
Oh yeah, top three anyway. It surprised me when she got kicked out on her season. Um, I was like, she probably could have gone a lot further than that. So I think that she probably could do it this time. And I really like Hoso. I like Hoso's style. I just feel like we keep seeing the same things from Hoso. I don't really see much growth from Hoso, especially because like we've seen them most recently than any other competitor here. And so it's a style that we're very familiar with. And so I kind of just want to see them go further and maybe bring in some gore and grotesque to it a bit more than they have. I don't know. Some, something about it is like, oh, yeah, Hoso is doing this look now, but it's not really surprising anymore. And or, you know, makes me excited in a way that I'm hoping it will be again. Like her looks are almost never bad. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's just I don't want to say it's boring either. No. It's more just like expected. Yeah. You know, well, like, like, yes, this is a really great bowl of cereal, but like you keep eating that cereal and like, yeah, there might be it might be some slightly different flavor, but it's still the same. Yeah. You know what change I mean? up the flavor profile a little bit and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Add some uh, hot sauce to I it. I see that. To your cereal? Are yeah. we oh, yeah. the same analogy here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, good 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 analogy. <laughs> Suddenly I'm in the middle of Devil Wears Prada. Florals for spring. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. <laughs> but I know I, I and I could see that uh critique. Because again, it's not it's, her looks are always great, but yes, I, I do need a bit more variation there. Also the uh all the sucking up to Hoso is kind of uh it's a bit draining, so I'm kind of not not super into it right now. So mm. I don't I don't want Hoso to be gone, but I'm I'm not like on that train right now. I do want Astrid to keep going further because she's been pulling out all stops with her outfits these days. Yeah, like those costumes are just absolutely amazing. So I mean, we'll see where she goes. She's not she hasn't been one of my tops for a while, but she's kind of surprising me a bit this season. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Well, I what I love most about Astrid is Astrid outside of drag is just so very clearly Florida. Like you can see the humidity coming off of her. <laughs> I I love that trashy Florida look that she just brings naturally. And then you see her on the stage and it is some of the most gorgeous, fierce looks that are just clean as fuck. And I just I love that dynamic of Astrid. And yes, don't get me wrong, her meltdown in episode two of season four was ridiculous and iconic. And, and just everything. I mean, who, come on. Who doesn't love the, I let you control me. It's so good. But I mean, yeah, I for for me, I think top three, just looking at, you know, across the board, I, I, I agree. I think it's going to be Eva. I think it's going to be Victoria. And I think it's going to be Astrid. I think Hoso has a, has a very good chance of doing it too. And I think Melissa will too, if she can bring back that season one filth performance energy to her stuff because she has some of the best beauty looks from season one. She, you know, she was top three uh, and she's the only season one competitor on this season. So, I mean, I think she has it. She just hasn't tapped into that yet. And and that's across the board. I think like, like we were discussing earlier, everyone just kind of needs to quit playing it safe. And she's definitely the only one who hasn't experienced Dragula in its full form. Like you said, Mm -hmm. being in season one, very mm-hmm. like pulled together off their bootstraps. They're trying to figure out how this thing is going to go. And so something being thrown into this like offshoot Titan show where they actually have money and it's a major like thing and being with these players, they've already experienced what it's like to be in the spotlight a bit more trying to figure out how to balance that for her will be key going forward. But I just love the energy that Melissa brings to the table. Like she's just so funny. She's so nice too, in a way. Like, I don't know. She, I just really want to be her friend. So I yeah. want to see that going forward. 
100%. Melissa, if you're hearing this, let's be friends. I think you're in LA. But I'm I'm rooting for Coco Kane. Like, I need Coco, that bitch. I need you to crank it up. I, I need her you. to last as many episodes as possible just so she can keep reading people and oh. keep being just the mess that Maybe she they is. can just keep her on if she gets eliminated to do that. Maybe she can just do, you know, color commentary from the side. <laughs> just do sideline commentary for Coco Kane. Yes. Like in the NFL, they have like some sort of like commentary happening. We'll have like, yeah. you know, Side or she line. can also add be added next to uh, Israel since Israel has no partner. Now there's a new person, you know, oh my goodness. Let's like, talk about him a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Israel, you know, the 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 main yeah. hunk, uh, has been playing a smaller role as the series goes on. But yeah. this season, they introduce a new one who during the hot challenge, he's ringing the bell. That dude had no idea what the fuck was going on. It, like they definitely cut to him, and he's just like, "What the fuck did I sign up?" Like the for? multiple on faces face. of like, "What the hell is happening here? <laughs> Who did they throw into the deep end?" Especially when Coco started going, "Which bitch?" Ah, ka, 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 ka. and he's just and he's just going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's great. That's one of those. Oh, you're pretty, but they didn't tell you what the job was. Did they? <laughs> And I didn't see Israel after that too. We I just, they're not like look, fully We just need him. you to put on this really hot outfit yeah. and we're just going to have you ring a bell. It's okay. Just it's ring okay. the bell. <laughs> <laughs> he was giving facial expressions like what people expect me to be giving when I walk into drag shows. Because I just, I show up in my cargo shorts and hoodie and I'm just like, hey, bud. And they're like, hey, do you know where you're going? They're like, oh, yeah. oh is this your first time, sweetie? <laughs> Every time. Well, this has been really fun. I'm looking forward to covering some more of these. Yeah. So we're going to uh, be trying to cover this every other week to companion with Ion Horror. We'll be seeing everybody again after episode four because we're recording this on a Sunday. Episode three comes out tomorrow. So we'll record again, I guess, next week. I have the episode out. I just want to thank you both for indulging me and messaging you all randomly and just going, hey, does this sound like a good idea? Does this sound like a fun idea? Because uh, I can tell you right now, I've had a blast. So, yes, let's keep doing this. I mean, Dracula is one of my favorite things to talk about right now. So why as well, you know, record it for a little bit. Which is also perfect because none of my coworkers watch it. So I don't have a water cooler too. <laughs> so bitch. all of this is just so you get water cooler time. <laughs> I need yes. my water. <laughs> I go up to my coworkers. I'm like, you should have seen what this bitch Abora did the other day. And they're just like, first of all, Korea work language. <laughs> Second of all, who is Abora? <laughs> That's, That's a nothing. great question. Who is Abora? <laughs> Even Abora doesn't know. Doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, yes. Don't forget to follow Ion Horror on all the social medias. Uh, we're on all of them. Even if Twitter is falling rapidly, uh, we're still there and still post. Falling into the abyss. <laughs> you can find uh, myself there and also new episodes of Ion Horror are coming out soon. We did take a month long break. We needed it, uh, but we're coming back and now we're doing this. So you'll be getting even more content from us. Our theme song is by Restless Spirit, as always. Uh, it's just sped up and cut down a little bit because those guys rock. And uh, Waylon, where can we find you? Oh, well, I am the guy with the most boring Instagram handle ever. It's just Waylon.Jordan. You can find me at WaylonBox1 on Twitter. 
You can also follow my publishing house, my small indie publishing house that I'm now running, Off Limits Press, which is also on Twitter. So you can find me over there as well. Awesome. I got to follow that if I haven't already, because you got some uh, new works coming up soon that we're definitely going to be plugging. Lots of things coming out. Yes. Lots of things coming out. I have books coming out and I'm publishing some really, really awesome authors next year. So we'll have plenty to talk about. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It's going to be great. We'll get you back on uh, the Ion Horror podcast also sometime to talk about it. Yeah. Sounds good. Always welcome back. Always. <laughs> well, thank you guys again. And thank you listeners for listening in. Uh, we'll see you again after the premiere of episode four to continue dishing desserts and spilling tea. But for now, I'm your host, John Correa. I am Lindsay. And I'm Waylon. And keep talking about tight. Titans. Titans. Dragula. Is that I think it was just talking Titans, but you know, hey. Keep talking Titans. <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs>